Hello and welcome to Between the Lines. On today's episode, I will be speaking with Tiara Nelson. Hello, Tiara, and welcome to Between the Lines. Hello. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Oh, any better? I'd be twins. Um, oh, there you go. <laughs> before we get right into the nitty gritty of the show, I wonder if you'd be willing to give our listening audience uh, a brief um, who's who or what's what you're about. So, in a, in a couple of minutes, can you just give the audience uh, an idea? Of what makes Tiara Tiara? Um, I'll do my best. Um, I born and raised in Ontario, Canada. I live in the heart of cottage country in Muskoka. I am twenty nine, so young ish, I guess, for my <laughs> writing career. But it's it's great. I have uh, I also have two huskies, two dogs, Link and Yoshi. Um, I love them, even though they can be pains sometimes, but we all love our pets. <laughs> yeah, other than that, you know, I love love reading, writing, music is another big one. Oh, but do you I have think, a favorite genre? Um, I listen to a lot of different music. My playlist is very much so mix-matched. Like, you'll get some 2000s pop songs, some old classic rock. Uh, it's It's a jumble of everything. <laughs> I was just looking maybe and hoping that uh yeah might turn me on to something that I haven't heard before. A couple of seasons ago I learned about a group called Crown Lands. Have you heard of them? Oh, no, I haven't actually. And they're Canadian and uh that's what they like to to listen to when they were writing. So and I had to go investigate and oh, I liked it. So Oh, very cool. Yeah, I just put my music on shuffle and away it goes when I write. <laughs> there you go. Wonderful. Anything else you'd like to share before we get really going? I can't really think of anything else at the moment, so I think that's probably good. All right, then. So part one is called question period, and obviously this is where I start asking you questions. So um, we'll get right into it. Question number one, uh, what inspired you to start writing? Um, there was a few different factors that got me into writing. Um, well, for one, like I said, music was always a big thing for me. I've always liked music. So I thought it was neat how you could tell a story in lyrics and some songs just resonated with me a little bit more. And I would, you know, kind of think of what is the story behind this song? But also I read, a, like I read a lot and, you know, other authors inspired me to create my own worlds and my own stories. Also, I used to play like, you know, make believe with friends when I was a kid and my one of my best childhood friends, um, her and I came up with so many different scenarios and, and worlds and characters. And as I got older, I'm like, huh, this might actually be interesting on paper. So that's kind of where I got my inspiration from was like music and childhood friends and other and books and also the short story writing units in school I always wanted to write more than they wanted to allow me <laughs> um, going back to the music aspect of what you were talking about do you believe that within every song there's a story or be, because there's definitely some songs that tell a story and there are some that others that do not but do you think uh, you clung to those ones that told stories more than the other 
Um, not necessarily. It also depended on my moods, too, because, like, certain moods I want to listen to certain songs, certain genres. Um, there's definitely some songs that don't have a clear story. They're just, they're just fun, poppy dance music, but then there are definitely also a lot that are more emotional, more story-based, and I, I like it all, to be honest. It's, it's all relative. (laughs) Just to continue further on what inspired you to start writing, is there a who inspired um, you to start writing? Not necessarily a who. Uh, definitely a couple different people. Um, like my grandma always used to tell me stories of her, like of her childhood, like when she was a kid, like growing up and because they grew up on a farm. And so they always like played in this old barn. And, you know, there was lots of stuff that her and her sister got up to that they probably shouldn't have got up to as most kids do. And I continuously asked her to tell me stories I didn't care if I'd heard them a hundred times already I wanted to hear them again and again and again and my mom I used to uh, do gymnastics and dance classes as a kid and so my mom like we lived about 20 minutes half an hour out of town so on the drive in and on the drive out I would ask her to tell me stories and she would come up with stories just on the fly and I remember and she in each trip would be like a new chapter to the story that she'd started so it was really because she just made them up as she went and i just i really liked it i really liked that for those people who tell stories audibly and repeat the stories do you often find that they're never the same way twice Sometimes, or I feel like sometimes there's either little bits that are either added in or taken out, whether they forgot them that time around or forgot to tell them the last time around. So not that they change drastically, but I find like definitely different aspects change, whether it's a little tweak here or a little tweak there. Or maybe it comes down to we've heard it differently. It's always been there, but we're hearing it differently. Yeah, that too. Wonderful. That's cool. How do you approach the writing process? Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, so a lot of times I will be in a place that I don't have my laptop or paper or something to write on. And I'm like, ah, idea sparked. Of course, I'm nowhere near my laptop (laughs) or anything. So then here I am just listening to this idea in my head on repeat until I can get to my laptop. Um, but the other thing is, I just, I guess I've always been kind of a creative person. Um, this might make me sound a little insane, but the voices in my head speak to me. And when I write, like my, I don't feel like I'm the one writing the story. I feel like I'm narrating it. I am writing out the story that they are living and they're just telling it to me. Okay. So I'm not going to guess how many people are listening to this right now because it varies. But I can guarantee you that everybody that's listening who just heard you say about the voices in your head are nodding in agreement with you. (laughs) (laughs) And if I'm wrong, somebody email me and tell me I'm wrong, but I bet you I'm right. (laughs) We need a poll. We need a poll for, uh, do you agree or do you disagree? So that way we know. No, no kidding, eh? Um, (laughs) yeah. Question number three. Uh, what is your favorite thing about being a writer? I love being able to create worlds and characters out of thin air. I just, I like the creativity of it. I like the fact that you can go 
any direction you want. There's so many different genres and so many different writers and authors out there. And like, I'm a huge fantasy reader myself. And just the amount of different worlds that authors and writers have created, and each one is so unique and so different. It's unbelievable to me. And to be able to also create that myself, I, you know, sometimes I look back at what I've written, I'm like, wow, did I, did I do that? And it's just kind of interesting how I'm like, this just came from left field and here we are. You use the word world building, world creating, character building and stuff like that. And for me, prior to, I've always been a poet. So there really wasn't that aspect of part mm -hmm. uh, as part of my writing. I've, I've now branched out into other areas. But for me, world building and character creating um, was always about, well, Dungeons and Dragons, because I used to play it years and years ago. Or, you know, games like World of Warcraft and things like that. You build your character. You um, More so with D&D, &D, though, you create your world and you create your characters. And I don't know how many times I've actually done that and started writing a book based on what happens in those travels. So world creating has, is very interesting. I, I like that term, and there's so many different ways to do it now. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, there's... Do you play? I have played a couple times. Uh, my brother uh, lives in Saskatchewan with his girlfriend right now. They're going to school, but they come back uh, for Christmas, and they got into it out there with some friends, and they, they came back, and they brought, you know, they brought some D&D &D stuff, and we played like my brother made like a whole campaign and everything for us and and we had a lot of fun oh it is fun <clears throat> and and it's a good way to help you practice your world building and, and character creations oh absolutely how do you balance your personal slash work life with writing or do you <laughs> Um, it is difficult um, because I do work full time. So like I work uh, eight to five Monday to, to Thursday and eight to three on Fridays. I'm off on weekends. So that's nice. It, weekends do give me some time to write, but uh, also like to plan with friends and family. Um, so most of the most of the time I do write in the evening or at night just because that is when I have the time to do so. Um, now, I don't write every day because life can get hectic and other things need to get done and stuff like that. So it's, I wouldn't say a huge struggle, but it's definitely, you have to definitely make some time for it when you're, you know, when you work full time and you have house stuff to take care of and pets to take care of and, you know, friends and family that also want to socialize with you. So it's, it's definitely an interesting balance, but I, I think I've made it work fairly well. She says hesitantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you ever, do you find that when you write, sometimes your work life or your personal life sneaks into your stories? I actually, I never thought of that before, but probably. Um, I know there's uh, definitely some like uh, friendship themes in, in one of the, in one of the things I'm writing right now. And I think it, it does kind of reflect on some of the friendships that I have in real life as well. Well, that's where we draw our inspiration from though, is what's what we're surrounded with. Right. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I know uh, a couple of people that I've interviewed in the past have created characters that remind them of real life people just so that they can kill them off. 
<laughs> I love that. <laughs> and most of them have been women, unfortunately, but that have done that. They've killed off the, you know, a spouse or whatever. <clears throat> I love that. Actually, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> There's something you can work on in the future. Yeah, good ideas. Good ideas. <laughs> that's why we do this. <laughs> um, how do you think social media, let's just say social media in general, um, has affected the way writers connect with their audience? I actually think of in a very positive way. Um, as someone who has, I have, I have three Instagram accounts. I have one for my personal life. I have one, um, for the books that I read and, you know, I, I do book reviews and stuff like that on the books that I've read. And I've also just recently created, um, an author account so that way I can post about my writing and stuff like that on there. Um, but the amount of support for indie authors and on online on the Instagram and TikTok community is, absolutely amazing and i know that social media can get downright toxic and it can be awful i've i've seen the bad side of the internet but honestly the the book the online book community has figured it out because i have seen very little toxicity so much positivity readers hyping up indie authors and even traditionally published authors and you know if they don't like a book they are very polite about the review as to why it wasn't for them. Not that it's not for everybody. It just wasn't for them, but it's not a bad book. And everyone is just, and I've connected with quite a few people online from around the world, from different countries and, and also Canada as well. But it's very refreshing to be on this side of the internet where everyone is just so supportive and so kind and so friendly. Okay. So you and I connected through Facebook, one of the yes. two writing groups that I'm involved in. I'm not sure which one. Are you in my group or was it Canada? Yeah, I think writes? so. The uh, Canadian Writers or Writers of Canada. Oh, yeah. Canadian Creative Writers. That's it. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> but there are writing groups on on Facebook that I've been a part of that I've had to leave because of that toxicity. Oh, um, awesome. Or the group was... It, it it stopped being about writing and it started being about everything else but writing. And yeah, so I, I see what you're saying about uh, toxicity. And, but so like in, in my group, we've tried to negate that altogether uh, and not be a fluffy, happy place, but a, a place for honesty. Right. Yeah, and, and I think that's, I've, go ahead. So as I say, since I've been a part of, like, since I found your writers group on Facebook, I've, like, I think I've made a couple posts here and there, but I, I definitely am more of a silent viewer. And I, I look at all the posts and your writing prompts and everything like that. And I, it's a very positive page. And I, I like that a lot. Yeah. We call people like you stalkers <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, it's. I started that group out of frustration from a couple of other groups where it was just negative, 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 and, and not on topic. And, and so, you know, that's what I, I, I said about my group is that it's, it's a, it's a, a non-platform. We're, we're writers talking about writing and trying to help each other as writers. And, uh, so that's why it's been a, a positive, uh, group for me. I mean, we've, 2,000 people in my group, and they're all happy. 
it's like a really positive page which is also said refreshing from toxicity that you can see online yeah yeah and so i would imagine you're part of groups like read z and other groups like yeah. that or uh what are some uh, good reads and yeah i'm not sponsoring any of you guys but if you want to <laughs> jump on board feel free um but yeah no it's those are the the types of places that we should be going to for that positive feedback for that um well, just to, to let people know if we're, you know, doing well with our writing or not. Would you agree? Yeah, abs- absolutely. It's, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a place that you're scared to post something or ask a question. It should be a place where you can get, whether it's positive or negative feedback, but feedback that's not, what's, I don't know the word I'm looking for. That's not like hateful or Spiteful. upsetting. Yeah. Or spiteful, yeah, just constructive criticism or something like that, like something that's positive, even if it's negative. Okay, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you handle writer's block or um, creative or a creative slump? Or do you well, think there is such a thing? There definitely is. I have been in multiple, and it can be very frustrating, especially when like you have the general idea in your head but for whatever reason you just can't type out the words or every word you type out or sentence you type out you look at it and you're like oh that's crap I need to start I need to delete that because that's not good um because sometimes like I used to if I would get stuck I would sit for hours just looking at my screen or rereading what I already had and just not typing out a single word um but now I say now, now-ish, I still do that sometimes, but <laughs> now-ish, I will, I'll leave my laptop alone. Um, I won't, because I feel like if I have it open and I'm looking at it and I'm in a creative slump, I'll just get more upset and depressed and just like, like, oh, why can't I do this? Like, I, I suck. I'm no good. I can't. Do, and I just, I get all this self-doubt thought. So I'm like, nope, we need to put the laptop away and you know maybe give myself a few days to not think about it and then usually inspiration or ideas will strike when like I'll be driving and a song will come on the radio as we talked about music earlier and I'll be like oh yes I know what or I'll be in the shower and I'll be rinsing the shampoo out of my hair and be like oh I need to get to my laptop (laughs) or cooking dinner or it can be anything random because like if I don't think about it then that's when the ideas will start to flow again. But if I'm constantly worrying about it and thinking about it, the ideas aren't going to come. So would you say that it's safe to say when you're sitting there in front of your open laptop, you feel compelled to have to put something there? Yes. And then when you're not there, it's, it's secondary. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's weird, but yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, again, a lot of people are going, yeah, I, I dig that. I, I can understand that. So let yeah. me ask you this then. When you have faced writer's block or, uh, some, you know, creative slump, what have been some of the interesting ways that you have beaten it or gotten around it to get your creativity back? Um, or unique probably... ways or crazy ways or. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if there's any, like, crazy or super crazy ways, but sometimes, like, whatever 
story I'm currently working on or writing, if it's, you know, if the words aren't coming, I'll just, because a lot of times I have multiple ideas in my head all at once, but I try to focus, it doesn't always work out. I try to focus on one, but I have multiple in various stages of being completed. So sometimes we're like, okay, well, this one isn't working out. I'm like, but I have all these ideas ping-ponging around in my head for this other book. So let me just go start writing that. Did you or say add... ping-ponging? Ping-ponging, yeah. Okay, okay. And so I'll I'll open up the one of the other many documents and I'll just start adding on or start a new one because I have ideas. And then, you know, once I either start writing on something else or a different one, then usually inspiration will kind of strike me like oh now i can go back to that other one every now and then on my facebook group i i post a comment something to the effect of i, I it really bothers me when i'm working on something and then all of a sudden something totally unrelated comes and i have to start working on that one and i forget about what i was working on and, and get does that happen to you yes i think it happens to everybody i yeah i think everyone's in the same boat with that I like it, but it gets frustrating because you really want to finish what you were working on to begin with. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so you do have writer's block. Uh, I, I write till there's nothing left, and then I walk away, and then I come back, and if there's something more, then I'll add. If there, if there isn't, then uh, you know I'll do something else until something comes back. I, I don't Personally, I don't call it writer's block. I just, okay, that's all I've got for now. Um, yeah, and I, everyone goes through it differently. I feel like whether you are in a slump or a writer's block or, but yeah, everyone, I think, experience it, experiences it in a different way. So a little earlier, we were talking about toxicity or uh, criticism or whatever. So how do you then handle criticism or, or, or negative feedback um, on your work? Uh, well, when I first started to like show people like snippets and actually my one of my best friends um, at the time was like she gave she read a little bit of what I had written and I let my now fiance also read um, a little bit and not that anything was really ever bad. It was definitely constructive criticism, but I did not used to take it well at all. I would get you know, upset and be like, oh, like, you know, my writing's not good. And then I would, you know, give up for a few weeks or a month. And, but I was still a teenager at that point. So it was also not that I was immature, but a little immature about things like that. But now, um, like as, as an adult, I, like, I have one of my best friends actually, uh, reading, my book right now and uh and my sister-in-law is reading it and i have another friend reading it and they've all given me um they've all given me feedback and even my one friend like it wasn't it wasn't bad advice it was just oh like these things don't make sense like maybe you can clarify what's actually happening here and i was like you know what that's actually a good point because like when you're writing you're also so subjective because you know what's going on you know what's happening in the story, even if it's in your head, because you know everything, because you're the one creating it. But for other people, they might not. So to hear that feedback, now I'm like, you know what? I want this feedback. I want to hear this feedback because it's going to make, ultimately, it's going to make me a better writer and my story a better story. So I look forward to not necessarily the negative reviews, but the constructive criticism, for sure. 
It's often heard or often said that to be a writer, you need to have thick skin. Yes, I do think so. And and thick skin comes as a result of years and years of putting your stuff out there and exposing yourself and being vulnerable to people. And as writers, we have to be vulnerable because otherwise you're not sharing your work and you're not getting that feedback, whether it's positive or negative. Mm -hmm. uh, do, you, do you think that it's possible that negative feedback really is positive feedback in a different form? You know it what I'm saying? Yeah, it I think it depends on the negative feedback because I've seen, because like after I've read, like say I've read a book that I really loved, I do like to go on Goodreads and read the reviews. And I like to read the bad reviews to see why somebody didn't like a book that I loved. And some of the bad reviews, some of them are hilarious. Some people just straight up for whatever reason hated the book, did not like it. And they make it known that they hated it. So in that sense, I think that is definitely a negative review to to be negative, to showcase, okay, I hated it, this is why. But I've also seen negative reviews that they didn't like the book, but not because not because it was necessarily a bad book, it just wasn't the book for them. Fair enough. So I, I think it depends on the tone of the review and the tone of the negative criticism on what the person is actually trying to say and yeah a lot of negative feedback is directed in a personal way to the author rather than to what the author has written would you agree with that i think that also depends too um because i've i've definitely seen some online bashing of certain authors for certain say like certain stances that they've taken or certain things that they have said either politically or mm -hmm. otherwise and you know some people are like oh you know i don't agree with what they're saying so then they go and negative negatively review books so in that instance yes i feel like they're definitely taking it out on the author not so the author's writing mm -hmm. um, but i think there's also sometimes where they don't even know the author. They just, for whatever reason, the writing style wasn't for them or the storyline wasn't for them. But because they read the book and felt like they wasted their time reading a book they didn't like, they're like, no, didn't like it. I often wonder, and and, and maybe wrongfully so, but um, those people with the negative uh, comments, feedback, reviews or whatever, uh, I wonder if they leave them because they're left or they don't know enough about what they've read and it just turned them off. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's very possible. And unfortunately, we'll never know because those people, for whatever reason, leave those negative views. But it's very possible that they just didn't either understand or didn't grasp certain concepts. So like, any, <laughs> so like anybody who's never read fantasy before picks up the Cimmerillion and reads that, they're going to go, what the heck is this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the best example I can come up with because uh, unless you're a fantasy reader, reading that, you're going to get lost, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, especially with all your know, world building and stuff. If you're not used to it, you're probably not going to know what's going on for half of half of a book. Well, exactly. And I can imagine, <clears throat> excuse me, I can imagine what the uh, what the reviews or the comments would be like. Where is this guy going with this? <laughs> it, it, uh, yeah, I think a lot of uh, a misunderstanding of what people read 
is uh, another reason why uh, some of the comments that come out in a negative way. Yeah, that made no sense. But you yeah. knew what I meant. <laughs> yes. I'm going to continue a trend that I, I've done in the previous three seasons and that um, typically I ask seven questions um, that you are aware of. And uh, then there's the mysterious eighth question. Okay. And I promise this won't hurt. All right. Um, so question number eight. What's the most unexpected skill or hobby you've developed as a result of your writing? As a result of my writing? Mm hmm Huh. That's a good question. I don't really, like, I have, I have a few different hobbies and things that I, that I do sometimes. Um, I don't necessarily know if it's because of reading, but I, last year, I asked for a wood burning kit for Christmas because I wanted to try it out because also once again creativity and so I did get one and then I'm not after I got it I was like oh now I need to actually draw and I'm not an artist <laughs> I didn't I did not think it all the way through before I asked for this gift guilty uh, <laughs> but um so I was like you know what so I, I went to the dollar store I got a sketchbook pencils and I was like you know what we're gonna we're gonna try we're gonna see what happens and I actually haven't done too bad I'm very actually impressed with the things that I have created like I've made a couple little fridge magnets on like the back of little like wooden rounds with like some wood burning designs I made um for one of my one of my best friends that's actually reading um beta reading my book she I made her um like I I glued about four little boards together to make like a picture like regular size picture looking board and I wood burned a tree stump with uh like leaves and mushrooms growing off of it with a uh, like tinkerbell like flying over one of the mushrooms on the tree stump and I wood burned all of that for her birthday and she loves it oh my goodness so, what a what an endeavor that one must have been it took a few weeks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and probably a lot of, a couple of curse words here and there, and, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cause I, I drew it all out first, and then I have tracer, like, um, trace paper, so I was able to transfer the picture onto the board, and then I just had to wood burn it from there. But it was, it was definitely a challenge, but I did enjoy it, and I do enjoy doing it, but I also think, like, because a lot of the scenes that I've done, I feel are, you know, a little like some kind of fantastical and have to do with books and reading. So I think that has definitely carried over a little bit from from reading and writing, just the creativity aspect and some of the like fairy woodland scenes that I've managed to draw out. Good. Well, thank you for, for sharing that with us. Uh, we're going to move into a, a, a section I call uh, shameless plugging. Um, this is where you get to brag about things that you've done or are doing or are going to be doing. And uh, we've kind of established before we started here that you don't have any published books as of yet or stories or anything like that. But you are currently working on a project. So let me skip to that question right away. I'll give it to you here. Uh, so you say that you are currently working on a fantasy novel. Um, and have been for some time. 
Um, how close to completion is it? It is very, very close. It has been fully edited. Um, I'm really only waiting for a cover. So I'm waiting for my cover designer, which is actually a friend of mine as well, um, to get back to me. She's working. I've got preliminary, preliminary designs from her a couple months ago. Um, she did some sketches that were absolutely gorgeous. So I'm just waiting on uh, some hopefully final designs that she should have to me by the end of the month. And then after I have the cover, um, then I will be getting it formatted and, you know, assigning the ISBN number and then self-publishing from there. And you're going to go through KDP or? Um, yeah, probably KDP and Ingram Spark. Okay. Um And uh, I think there's a couple other places. But yeah, because Ingram Spark, I think they distribute to thousands of different places when you self-publish through them as well. Yeah. So do you want to tell people how long you've been working on this? <laughs> yeah, I can. Um, so I have been writing since I was like pretty young, like 10 years old. But this story itself, this book that is coming out, my debut novel, I have been writing it since I was 12, 29 now. So it's it's been a long time coming. Now, obviously, the story has changed multiple times. It has been scrapped and started over multiple times as I grew up and matured and had different tastes and ideas and writing styles. And but two years ago, I, you know, I picked up where I left off when I was like maybe 23, 24. And then a couple years ago, I picked it back up from where I left off. And I, I started writing again. And I was in the car driving somewhere and back to the whole music thing I uh Maroon 5's Beautiful Mistakes came on the radio and for whatever reason that's I was like oh I'm like oh oh it's a mistake it's he's a mistake he's he's not good it's he's bad and then so I got home and I think my um my boyfriend now fiance was on the laptop and I'm like I need that and he's like what I'm like, I need that. I need it now. And he's like, what? I'm like, idea, right, need to. And he's like, okay, here you go. <laughs> and I started right from the beginning. I like scrapped what I had, started right from the beginning. And I think that night I wrote, I wrote at least five or six chapters. Oh, wow. That, that night, because the, uh, it was just, I had instant inspiration. And that was when I knew okay, this is the direction I want the story to take. This is my writing voice. And I was very happy with the way it was turning out. To me, that's inspiring because that's like 17 years. Yeah. 17 years that you did not give up. You set it aside, but you did not give up on it and you're, you're moving forward with it. And I, I just want to, you know, to anybody out there who's listening, who thinks that you may not have, what it takes to write or even start writing or keep writing. Take an example from what Tiara just said, because you got to keep going. You've got to, right? Ab yeah, absolutely. Like, first, and you know, if you don't persevere, if you don't try, you'll never know what you're actually capable of and what you can accomplish and what you can achieve. And so do you have a, a, a scheduled uh, publishing date or when it's going to come out? Um, I don't yet just because I am waiting to get the cover because I don't want to have a release date and not have a, a book cover lined up. So I just kind of want to have all of the 
technical things taken care of just before um before I have actual like release dates and and all that fun stuff. Excellent. What's the most amusing or unusual feedback you've you've received from a reader or a friend about your writing? Unusual or interesting? Yeah. Oh, and was it uh, fair? <laughs> it's it's actually it's all been pretty positive. Like I said, there was some not that they were negative, but definitely some like like hey, maybe you should clarify this, or maybe you should clean this up and you know explain things a little bit more. But I think I don't really know because like I've got I've got there's only three of them that have read it. Two of them are still currently reading. The one my sister in law has finished, and well, she actually read it before I sent it to my editor and then she read it again after it was edited so she got to see all the changes that were made which was really neat and she she definitely said that she liked the edit obviously the edited version better she said it like the pacing was definitely better and things were explained a little bit well a little bit more and uh just certain things she was like oh this like this thing like this one thing that happened was she's like it was really magical and I loved it and so that was like really not necessarily unusual, but very nice. Unexpected? Yes. Uh, and here's, um, yeah, this is where you get to tell people uh, how to find you. So uh, where can people connect with you? Uh, Facebook, uh, snail mail, TikTok, <laughs> Instagram times three, uh, and the list yeah. will go on. But so uh, speak slowly concisely spell it out if you have to but let them know where they can find you all right well i am on instagram i'm not on tiktok yet um but i am on instagram so you if you want to follow my author account um so it's just my name so t-y-i-a-r-a dot nelson n-e-l-s-o-n dot author and that is my author Instagram handle. And from there, if you want, I do have my book account tagged in my bio. So if you're looking for more bookish content, um, you can feel free to follow that. Uh, just keep reading account. Like I said, it is in my author bio if anyone is interested. And do you have an author page on Facebook or are you in LinkedIn or... I don't have an author account on Facebook yet, but I probably will make one soon. Um, but it'll, it'll just be my name, so you can probably find me through Instagram once again. Um, or just search my name, and it should come up once I've got it established. Excellent. Before we close, uh, what would you tell anyone who might be afraid to take the chance at being uh, being published or even writing with the goal of being published? Um, so for like for writing, first off, if anyone, you know, is interested in writing or don't know where to start, no one knows where to start. Just just write. Just and a lot of people, some people plot for ages. I don't. I just have an idea and away it goes. So if you want to plot, plot. If you want to write, then just write and see where it goes. As for if you're already writing and want to publish. I say definitely look into your options because like there like there's pros and cons to both traditional publishing and self-publishing. I did the pros and cons list myself, looked into both options, and for me, I felt that self-publishing just was 
a better route for me to take because you have a little bit more control and a little bit more um, decision making in in self-publishing versus traditional publishing now they're they're both valid forms of publishing there's definitely different aspects to both but do your research figure out what works best for you um, but before you do publish get a lot of people don't get their works um, professionally edited <laughs> definitely get yourself professionally edited because your story will be so much better for it and you'll get and if you find a good editor they'll they'll put so much insight into your story and i am so thankful for my editor um who is also canadian and she's been amazing go ahead. Go ahead. through the whole process give your editor's name <laughs> her name is paisley mcnab um she has a website it's perfectly right it's right w-r-i-t-e dot c-a so if anyone is looking for an editor she is phenomenal she is so nice so genuine and i don't know where my story would be without her hand hands on it. <laughs> now, I heard you say something to the effect about uh, <clears throat> if you're a plotter or if you're this or that. Are you a pantser, plotzer, or what's what's the third one? What are the three? Uh, plotters? Pants? Do you write by the seat of your pants? Or are you a combination of those two? I'm a combination. So I definitely, I definitely have a general idea before I go into things um, I try to write like jots down it usually does, I have this whole grand idea I'm like I'm gonna write down my plot and my ideas and then it never happens like I have notebooks with half finished ideas and it's just better once I get to the laptop so I definitely have a general idea in my head and I have some notes both on my laptop on my phone on my e-reader in its notes place on, in a notebook like there are notes everywhere but it mostly is just organized chaos is what I like to call it and then it just all combines into my writing <laughs> that's wonderful Tiara thank you very much for agreeing to uh, come and do this it's uh, I, I do enjoy uh, doing these interviews and yeah I, I like to learn about people and how they approach their writing or what they're writing and so it's it's been fun and thank you for taking time out of your day to join me uh, and our listening audience well thank you for having me i've had a, a really nice time this is a interesting chat and it was great thank you again yes thank you and that's a wrap for another episode of between the lines the podcast I want to extend my heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in today. Your passion for literature and the written word is what makes this journey so extraordinary. But before you head back to the world beyond our literary haven, I have a quick favor. If today's episode resonated with you, help spread the word. To explore more about me or read the blog, or hear all episodes of Between the Lines, head over to www.therandylacy.ca. If you believe in the magic of writing and want to be part of the Between the Lines community, show some love by clicking on the Buy Me a Coffee button in the top right corner of the page. Your support, no matter how small, helps me bring fascinating conversations with talented authors and writers. Your support is crucial to keep this literary ship sailing. 
please consider subscribing to be notified of any news about future content. If you have any questions, comments, or are interested in being a guest, email me at randy.btlpodcast at gmail.com. So, until next time, happy reading, writing, and living between the lines. <laughs>